The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey gamers, before you drop your hard-earned cash on every new game you see, why not try games before you buy them at Redbox? Rent all the hottest titles like Star Wars Battlefront for just 3 bucks a night. Download the app or visit redbox.com to find a location near you. Terms and conditions apply. See redbox.com for details. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Okay. You're so scared. Yeah, it's terrifying. What's happening? This is why nobody comes on the show anymore. You just yell. leave. Damn it. Can you imagine? It's like it's like the show is broken. It's like we launched the, we start the this show and it's is. stuck in a loop. Hi everybody, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode four hundred and nineteen. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hi everybody. Brian Altano. Brah, brah. And Mitch Dyer, who's unfamiliar with our horrible ways. <laughs> the, what is what happened to this show? <laughs> so usually Andrew and I yell beyond at each other or other people. You, so yeah. So about nine I months include, ago, include you about in. nine yeah. months ago, Greg and Colin left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what happens when an owner of a bunch of cats dies is the cats eventually gather together and eat the owner's eyelids yeah. because right. they don't really love that person. That's the closest comparison I can draw to what we've done, short of referencing any famous boating accidents. So thank you all for joining us once again on a PlayStation podcast. Um, <laughs> um, let's just call it the most fun PlayStation podcast. Works for me. Welcome to the most fun PlayStation podcast. The number podcast. fun PlayStation podcast. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, the, the PlayStation podcast where we say the word beyond more than any other of them. Yeah. Um, so a big game came out this this week, I'm told. Star or Wars Battlefront came out yesterday, yeah. last night, today, whatever day we're recording. Um We've been talking about this a lot. We've been kind of yep. leading up to it. Uh, Mitch, Mitch has played a whole bunch. Yeah, you reviewed it, right? Yeah, the review is now live. Scored. Yeah. Finished. What what is, what's the verdict? Life? I give it an 8.0. Whoa. That is, that is great. That's a good yeah, score. A That's gr- great. A great point off. It's actually great. It's great on the IGN scale. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm also on the high end of reviews. Lots of reviews, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Which I, they, don't, they don't like the Star Wars. No, I hate Star Wars. Yeah. No, there's a lot of criticism about the lack of modes and... Game being kind of shallow, don't agree with that at all. Now, for the record, you uh, you waited until the game was out in 
in the hands of the public for a little while before yeah, I think our review went up like right? last. Yeah, because we waited for retail servers. I waited till I could play on PC and Xbox One. That's that's respectable. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I know that there was also some I'm controversy man. because I disagree. I, I know there's some controversy <clears> because Polygon. Uh, I think their review. Uh, they didn't go to the review event that yes. was held, and they did it based on access and then retail. Right, and yeah. it's kind of weird to have like the, the whole Xbox exclusive access with EA or whatever. You can go on there that version first, and it's with people playing the game, and they wanted to review it based on that. And yeah. EA was like, "You can't do that." And it's like, "Well, why not?" But everyone's playing it. That's a game. Yeah. You can pay five dollars yeah. and play it right now. And yeah, this I mean, those... between, between that and the review embargo for an embargo for Fallout, yeah. like, it's just, we're getting into weird I, territory with stuff man, like that. The, I was embargoed, so basically the way they explained the, the Battlefront review thing is like, so you're going you're gonna to be embargoed until 9 a.m. on whatever day it goes live on Access. Mm-hmm. Cool, got it. Went live 12 hours early, so I was embargoed for 12 hours while this game was out. So you could right. conceivably play more than I played, yep. mm-hmm. and, and I can't talk about any it. Any Twitch streamer out there or YouTuber can just crank out content from yep. that mm-hmm. um i know i don't want to like i hate i hate griping about what it's like to work in games because i'm incredibly lucky to do that it's sure. awesome but yeah. in this day and age there are some serious hang-ups on that yeah and it's just it's a weird time right like everything is going digital and the way that media is changing both for us and on youtube is sort of changing the way publishers deal with stuff like this yeah the way that reviews ha- go down at all and preview events happen and all that kind of stuff like you go to preview event now you see more youtubers than than press people you know yeah mm-hmm. it's just it's very the shifting tide is very strange which is fine you know i mean i think it's like there's it's less it's not really so much griping as it is sort of like depicting the landscape in which we are fundamentally yeah, it's just like trying a bunch to do our job about our job and our very yeah, specific yeah, job yeah. It's, also, well, it's, it's just getting weird you know there's but. that kind of that precedent set for for quote-unquote journalists where it's like oh you know if you're going to talk about something you get you can't be paid off and there's always that paranoia that we are paid off to say things yeah. one way or the other uh what was where's it? the review you wait for the ea check to clear yeah yes. exactly the, for the, that or, the check, or the check didn't clear well no no it's it's the it's we're either jaded because we do this for a living or we're paid off because we like something and right. i was just i was really really pissed off at i think one of the comments on us being nonplussed about about uh fallout last mm-hmm. week or whatever and it was just it was just infuriating because like we gave it a really good score as an outlet and we also had a conversation for a half an hour about this about how one person loved it and one person didn't and so it's like well yeah. did one of you guys get paid well, <laughs> somebody, did, but did it's jared not, get a check but yeah. brian didn't i mean yeah. to go back to that and honestly uh the feedback for last week's episode was phenomenal thank yes, you for yes, everybody yes, who listened yeah, to that was we, overwhelmingly positive a lot of people said it was our best show yet um we're going to try to throw that into the toilet this week <laughs> but no i uh i think it's it's important that people understand that it's not always that binary or love it or hate it like it is possible to be gray about Mm -hmm. a game or a movie or an experience or anything like that um and it's also you know things change things grow uh you can have an opinion on something that a year later you can look back and be like i was really wrong about that too Uh, like i know for me with um arkham knight this year i was really enjoying it as i was playing it and then the more i kind of dug into it the more i found its flaws and the more i've distanced myself from it since the more i've kind of been like I don't know if I really enjoyed that experience. Totally with you. Right? And it's weird, right? Especially on that game. And I think Mm -hmm. during the moment, you can kind of be like, this is happening, and this is great, and this is fantastic. Um, But... Things change, and mm. you know, I'm glad. I'm glad people are get, becoming open to having that conversation. I think, if anything, <laughs> this show is creating a place where people can come together to have a passionate, intellectual, and very stupid conversation about games mm-hmm. that they would have with their friends. Uh, and that's more important to me in a lot of ways than sort of just saying this is a number that you would put on. Yeah, I mean, amazingly, know? the environment that you're surrounded in and the experiences you've had and the things you like affect the 
way you interpret a game. Sure. Yeah. And that changes from person to person. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Battlefront. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. talk a little bit about what it's like to play that hot new game, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh-huh. You remember that time we pre-ordered that game, Brian? Oh, yeah. Remember, I remember that time? We... That's, a, that's, a, that's a cool thing you can do in 2015. Yep. You can pre-order it digitally. Yeah. And the way it works on the West Coast is that when it, at, the, at the strike of midnight, when all the, all the carriages turn into pumpkins on the East Coast, you get a little notification on your PS4 that says, Star Wars Battlefront yep. is now available to play. I was sitting there waiting for that to happen last night, and I popped it right open, and it gave me a weird error that said it needed to update, and I should go to my download notification thing. And I said, okay, and I went and checked that out, and it said it was still chugging along downloading. And so I sat there waiting, watching a progress bar for it to be downloaded all the way in case this was some erroneous notification. Yep. Um, and then it never worked. And I never even got the download bar. I yeah. never even got that. I mean, you I might got, have, yeah. I got the, uh, you can't play this right now because your game is not updated. And then I clicked updates and it said, your game's fully updated. And I was like, okay, so one yeah. of these doors always lies and one always tells the truth. <laughs> but neither will let me in. Right. Um, so we both, we both, I don't, I'm, I'm angry about this. But I'm also hesitant to say we stupidly pre-ordered this. Like, we've, we've played enough of the game. I know there's this misconception where you pre-order something and you get something that's different from what you expected. Right. We didn't get the thing. Like, we didn't get access to the game. This is not an issue of the game starting up and us being like, oh, we can't find a server. This is the game fundamentally not The opening. application from the dashboard yep. did yes. not yeah. You execute. open the pizza box and it's full of moths. There is no pizza in there. No, it, it just it absolutely didn't deliver on something that was promised it would do, which is let us play function function <laughs> yeah. day one at at midnight launch or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like it said, you can start playing at blah blah blah, and that's why I bought it because so, otherwise I would have probably gotten a copy from work or I would have gotten to a store and picked one up or whatever. But that's I, the really I said, annoying thing is like you guys pre-ordered the super duper edition, right? Mm-hmm. So this okay. So yep, let's to, the... to get into it, uh, Max and I both got the what, hundred and ten hundred and twenty dollar yeah. season pass because we're like we love star wars we're two of the biggest star wars fans in the world and i'm like you know what this thing's going to deliver all year round it's going to be cool and fun and give me great experiences most of the people who got the ultimate edition last night were the ones that got screwed so people who got just a regular regular version or a disc version or anything else were they're jumping in and they were they, they were playing perfectly fine and i'm on a i'm on a group chat with you guys and all of you everyone's in there playing and max and i are just like doesn't work for me, and I'm sitting there. I have like a like a there's like a two foot like uh, Star Wars Black Series Tauntaun sitting next to my desk. I made a vodka soda and a Return of the Jedi Burger King cup. Like it's sitting there. I had my Chewbacca hoodie on. My wife's in the other room watching Empire Strikes Back because she was like, "Oh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna play Star Wars, I'm gonna go watch it." And I'm sitting there on the couch, and I'm just instead of having a good night, I'm angry and I'm refreshing tech support and hashtags and I'm look, googling error codes that look like the name of a failed droid. Yeah, like and it's just awful. So yeah, our first experience last night was not. I, I was texting you guys that I was like, if this was my Battlefront commercial mm-hmm. where that guy goes to jump out of his window and land in an X-Wing and fly away, I would have smacked against the window and bounced back <laughs> in my office. <laughs> and my job, my boss would have come back in and been like, sit down at your desk and get back to work. Also, throw out that wretched old R2 toy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Marty, get your pen ready. Get my pen this- ready. Sorry, I'm so...
mad about it though, because like that's the thing is I don't know if this Do we is have to censor Top Hat. <laughs> I don't know if this is EA's deal or Sony's deal. Or no, what. so this is so I looked this up. This is EA's deal. This has been happening with a bunch of their games before. Really? Uh, we actually got we lucked out because I was able to update my licenses this morning, which I tried doing last night. Thank you, by the way, to the people who were helpful on Twitter. Thank you, by the way, to the people that weren't. Uh, but uh, should have bought it on Xbox. Which is just like the worst thing in the world to do. Like it's this, I, it's 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 this it's, it's obviously not a real problem to have. Okay, let's let's all get that out of the way. This is the I am a first world boy yeah. in a first world country yep. with a first world job and a first world face, and that is a first world ass <laughs> problem to have on a first world night. That's out of the way. Don't Sorry. put the pen away, Marty. Sorry, I'm not going to. That's there. But that being said, like. That doesn't make it not a problem. Yeah, it doesn't make it not a problem. That's just a thing that I had to deal with. And, you know, okay, I got in this morning. Everything worked fine. I played a bunch of rounds. It was a great time. Game is really, really fun. <laughs> but last night, I couldn't get in there with everybody else. Uh, and anyone who paid the most couldn't get in, yeah. which is the opposite of how that should so work. The part that, That's the, the opposite of how first world problems should be solved with more money. <laughs> the, part that, the part that evokes me the most is that, like like you said, I was, I was like, I have, I have a friend who offered to, to grab me a copy. She, she works at EA. She's yeah. like, hey, do you want that? I'm like, that is so cool. That's so nice of you. That's wonderful. And I, I came into work uh, yesterday, and I was like, you were like, do you pre-order that? And I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, uh, get a copy. And you were like, what's wrong with you? We're playing at nine tonight. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, well, that yeah, was a big right. plan. It was like a big event." Yeah, and don't that, put this on me. The, no, 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 no. I know. And then I go on. I go. You open up. You open up the, the PlayStation Store, and it's like day one. Yeah, play it. And I'm like, you know what? That's awesome. I like that. Yep. There is this service that is average. You open up the PlayStation Store. It is there, front and center. It is right there. And you, know you push you a button, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give you the thing. And like, we have a beta to make sure the game doesn't explode when you start it. Yeah. Or if it does, it's a really cool explosion. But like. I, wh- why not beta test the way that the game opens? You know, yep. like that's the thing that really, really bugs me. Is like, I'm, uh, we give you know we give passes to games that have janky stuff in them, stuff that's sort of broken in, in terms of the actual gameplay. But like, the game didn't turn on, and that seems like a really, really, really. It wasn't big moths problem. in the pizza box. The pizza box didn't open. There yeah. was no pizza box. I ordered the pizza. It never showed up. <laughs> like, people, were, people were asking Somebody me. Somebody threw like, a rock at my door. People <laughs> were asking me. Was it a rock? Is that a better experience than Fallout? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't gotten stuck in a wall yet in this game because it won't even let me do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I can't even go experience all the wonderful glitches that you get for jumping in day one on an online multi- multiplayer first-person shooter. Yeah. I couldn't even get that far. So the worst thing, and this is where it really sucked, was that if you went into the store... It was just like you didn't buy that game, and I was like, "Yes, you did." It was all great. It was all like you you had all the options to buy it again. So actually, I got like so angry that I actually added the the digital versions of the game to my cart again. I was about to just rebuy them and then just just I'm gonna expect. rage give you money. Yeah, I was gonna rage give them money, and then my plan was to get on the phone with Sony for like an hour and a half today and just scream. Well, we're sort of doing that with our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys. Hey. Um. Yeah, but. I, I, it's I don't know it's it's weird it's, it's okay all right weird well, to think look, about it. let's I, let's out of our system yeah, I don't want to be too negative um, okay. I, I will say that like if I'd gone to see if I go to see the Force Awakens opening night and the projector doesn't turn on yeah they will give me my money back and they'll probably be like a lot of people will be really angry I might with me. literally have a heart attack <laughs> like I, that would people be really upset you know and that's that's a thing that does happen in real <laughs> life sometimes and it's we don't really so, have a version of that this would be more like if. We went to see The Force Awakens, and all the whole theater was full of our friends, but you and me got 
kidnapped and tied out back. <laughs> we just suddenly go blind and deaf. Okay. You, can hear, you can hear all I mean, of us screaming and excited. Like, that was the other thing. I have the Battlefront companion app, and all my notifications were popping up on it being like, your friend's playing it right now. And I'm like, why am I not blocking this guy? <laughs> no, I mean, this I mean, like, yelling if I, British. If I, like, if I'd gone to the midnight launch and the guy at GameStop couldn't open the door, he's like, oh, sorry, the manager has the key. I don't know the security code. You're like, oh, that's that sucks. But like that's kind. Of, I mean, there is no there is no corresponding situation here because this is kind of a new way of doing yeah. stuff on a platform. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm still gonna get the game. Like I still have the game. It's cool. But like that thrill of of playing it first night has been thoroughly spoiled. Yeah, so. that's fine. It, it'll be replaced by sixty hours of joy. Are you a gamer on a budget? Then try games before you buy them at Redbox for just three bucks a night. Rent this year's hottest titles like Star Wars Battlefront to feed your gaming habit. Download the app or visit redbox.com to find a location near you. Terms and conditions apply. See redbox.com for details. So let's talk yeah, about, let's let's talk talk about, about the, the joy stuff. of Battlefront. Um, what, are you guys, what are your favorite parts? What's the cool farts. The Star War. No, seriously, this game has like what an amazing soundscape, visual design. Everything about about this game aesthetically is just like it just bleeds Star yeah. Wars, Ralph McQuarrie, original trilogy. Everything yep. that you love about Star Wars is right there. There's there's a really fascinating thing happening with Star Wars right now in that they're making new versions of it that look better than ever, but they're also realizing how much of the original vision was tethered to the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like money, because Fox just didn't give him enough. Yeah, and it's so like there's mo- like there's explosions in Battlefront that should look more like modern video game explosions, but they don't. They look like seventies fireworks, seventies pyrotechnics, you know, yeah, or like so there's good. there's points where you shoot a guy and he should ragdoll out of there like he would in GTA Five, yeah, but he doesn't. It looks like he's getting yanked off by ropes on a film set in the seventies, and that's awesome. Yeah, like they're nailing that, and it's the stuff like that that they they easily could have overlooked, right? And they could have easily just made a first person shooter, but instead they're like, let's get those little weird Star Wars levels of details in there, you know? Which I I just totally appreciate stuff like that. Yeah, it's like even when you're flying around in a Tie Fighter, like when you blow up an X wing, it's not a Gigantic fiery explosion. It's like a splash of sparks and smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like some flame like in there. Pieces but... of it flying off. Yeah, too. like yeah. the wing goes flying off. I was, uh, you see the cockpit flying away. The, the most frustrating thing is we've got like we've got big TVs around the office, and then somebody's been live streaming Battlefront here, and I just keep walking by it, getting like sidetracked, where it's like you shot Slave One in the face, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> this and is I, like I, the I was... rare game where anytime there is gameplay happening in the office, the entire office just yep. flocks to that yeah. screen mm-hmm. and yep. just watches because it's the most fascinating, cool, fun thing. And we're all watch. jaded and paid off, so that's that's a lot of <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, going yeah. on. Um, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's I, I like the the wing of a tie interceptor just floating by, and I'm like, that looks like crap, but in a really good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they blew up somebody's model kit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was playing a map this morning, which, by the way, like. I got in and I played 30 minutes before work and I left for work, A, completely satisfied and B, kind of wanting more. And I was like, okay, that's what I want out of this game. If I can sit down, if I can have that little block on my home menu for the next year or two and I can go, I can pop in here, I can get a couple of kills, I can upgrade a little bit, get a couple of points, maybe buy a gun every five or six times I do this. That's the experience I'm looking for. And I think a lot of people were kind of asking me like, you know, is this going to be your game of the year? And I'm like, no, no. It's it's my favorite toy this year, though. You know, like it's a cool thing that I can play with whenever I want. Mm-hmm. It's not going to give me a two hundred hour uh, RPG experience like Fallout. It's not like it's if you're looking for it for that. I think you're going to get burnt out. It's not going to give you uh, even something like an Uncharted game or a Tomb Raider would no. give you because there's no story. Really. It's not even like a great competitive game like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty or a whatever. Like right. it's not. 
the spirit of this game is not winning. It's just kind of being there and doing cool stuff and watching yeah. amazing things happen. I like, love that. Rather than focus, and it, like I get really annoyed when my team doesn't focus on the objectives and they're just trying to get kills. But man, it's like really hard to deny how amazing it is when you're in the middle of a firefight with literally 10, 15 other guys on the other side of a hill and a TIE fighter comes screeching in and gets too close to the cliff and like hits it and spins off and explodes and an A-wing comes flying by and like it's those moments where you're just like Jesus yeah, yeah. this is amazing yeah. I'm, I'm treating it like it's this like first person shooter Star Wars arcade cabinet that lives on my PS4 it really know? does feel like a toy box like yeah. it is like I don't know like their pitch was like the battle fantasies or whatever but man it really captures that sense of like childlike imagination of okay I've got this rebel soldier and then Boba Fett comes in and there's an ATST that comes in and it gets like chopped in half by Luke Skywalker that's all that stuff come to life. Mm-hmm. Like it is the my childhood inability to separate Star Wars from real life come to life in a game. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there was the um, the, the one who came out from from Dice uh, Sigurlina something. From, um, she gave the, the the press conference. At, yeah, yeah, the, oh, yeah. the senior producer. And yeah. she's she's lovely. I got to interview her afterwards on her on her live show. And I remember just like the thing that really stuck with me is she talked about running around as a little kid with like I think she said like popsicle sticks. Like that was the thing she made a blaster out of. Mm-hmm. And I always like I like that. Like when I would I would I would like kit bash my super soakers and nerf guns and make custom blasters and just run around in my yard playing yep. like imaginary Kyle Katarn and like yeah. here's this thing that seems to kind of cater to that. And like the fact that there is no story is kind of cool because you're gonna make it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I like that you can you can put on your, your Chewbacca sweatshirt and you can sit there with your <laughs> yeah. vodka soda and your like blue milk or man. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> weird like a weird scary guy in a cave. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, no, I mean I mean I think that's that's obviously the the no single player thing is a is a big thing. It's a big thing. But now that I'm playing it, it's not. Yeah. I don't miss it. Like for I, a minute. don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm one of the biggest proponents in the world. Like I'm always fighting for a good single player campaign. I feel like the that whole era where multiplayer games were shoehorned in, uh, sometimes like. At, at the sort of regret of what the single player could have been mm-hmm. was bad and dark for, for our times. I don't like the fact that, like, multiplayer-only games ship all the time. I think that this one specifically is just so much fun that I'm, 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 I'm okay with putting that aside. And, like, what Max is saying is sort of just, like, the story is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what's happening. I know what yeah. the Rebels are doing. I know what the Empire is doing. I know why I'm there. The thing I keep saying, too, is, like, if you want, a, like, a really amazing Star Wars story set in this game... There are three films available to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you're also with there being no story, you're not feeling left out. Like, there's no sense of like, oh, have you gotten to the part yet where you, the thing happens? And you're like, no, no, yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen. You just yeah. kind of figure it out. You get it's to like, explore and like shoot stuff. And the and conversation ends up being like, oh my god, like you should have been there the other night, Max. Like all three of us were in there. We're in this squad, and this crazy thing happened. Yeah, let's go on tonight and see if we can make something else happen. Like I had, a, I had a moment during. Uh, the beta where I was on Hoth and I'm running through one of the tunnels and um, which by the way is just they're in- called Tun Tuns no they're not <laughs> <laughs> which by the way is just awesome that you can even do that right yeah. you can be like oh this this feels like I'm on the, I'm on set yeah like and I'm going to the places I've never seen like that's why I, I always geek out about like I see like overhead like my my mom's an architect and she's showing me like blueprint maps of like built the police stations she's working on and she was like oh we had to put the that's vents a dangerous thing to show you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well she she had a re, she had to redesign one once because prisoners were figuring out how to escape through the vents above their cells and she went in and like dun 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 dun
and she basically had to figure out how to redesign this police station, and it's and I got to see the blueprints of it, all of it, and I'm like, that's so cool. And I think about like, what are the blueprints to Jabba's palace? Like, where do all those tunnels go? Like, how do, are, is there a back door to the Rancor pit? Like, where's Bib Fortuna sleep? <laughs> What's his life like? Pile, pile of trash. A little basket by Jabba's but, bed. So we're running, we're running through this hallway on Hoth, and all of a sudden somebody calls in Darth Vader. <laughs> And Darth Vader shows up, and he's running ahead of me, and he's force-choking dude after dude and just throwing them against the wall. And I'm behind him as, like, a, a trooper with my little blaster. And I'm like, all the guys he's missing, I'm shooting in the head. And I feel like I'm ambulance-chasing the coolest, like, <laughs> cop car in the world. But it's just such a cool experience. And I don't know, like, I mean, maybe you could get 100 writers in a room to, to script the scenario that works exactly like that every time you play it. Or you could just get in there and discover something like mm -hmm. that, you know? Like that GIF going around. Of Luke Skywalker force pushing a guy off a cliff into an incoming TIE fighter, and they just collide and explode in midair. I don't think that's something they'd ever, they'd ever write in the story because Luke would never do, he would that. Never do that. But it happens here, and that's so cool that that's just like it's there to to be to be found, you know. Mm -hmm. Now I've been really curious. I think that one of the things that disappointed me sort of early on was uh, knowing that it's. Four planets at launch, mm -hmm. and that, and then playing the beta and being like, it feels like there's not a lot here. And some people yeah. are still having that that feeling. Uh, but it's it's twelve maps, right? Yeah, thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen, maps? thirteen. Okay, what are the? They like stealth added another one. I don't know which one it is, but they've been saying twelve forever, and now suddenly huh. it's like, oh, there's thirteen. In here. All right, what are, like what are the coolest ones? What are the best ones? Uh, Altano and I were talking this morning. Like Rebel Depot is a really good map, especially yeah. for like I don't love cargo as a mode. I think it's fine, but it's a really good map for capture the flag. Yeah, like Rebel Depot is really good because it's like symmetrical with like winding paths on the outside, big centerpiece Millennium Falcon in the middle, and then lots of like hangar bays and stuff like that for other vehicles that you can hide in, like Luke's land speeder that's just chilling there. Yeah, it's like lots of stuff like that, right? Like I like that map there. Uh, in terms of like Walker Assault, I'm a big big fan of the Tatooine map. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's really good in supremacy as well. Like you have one side with the Imperial spawning and there's like this, and it all comes down to landmarks. Like it's, it's always stuff you recognize that makes you go like, Oh, it's obviously like, I like this map cause I like the, the sound crawlers are a big choke point. And then after that, we like run toward Jabba's palace and have that big fight underground before we get to the, like whatever, like departure bays where all the ships are hanging out. So how much that would suck if there was a, an actual battlefront going on outside Jabba's palace. There's like a whole bunch of hungover Weequays and Nikto inside. <laughs> yeah. Salacious Crumb has probably got high pitched noises really uh -huh. upset him, and there's Tie Fighters <laughs> screeching around. He is part dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what I, th I think what people need to understand is that like when you think like Tatooine, like you're like, oh, that's the whole planet. And so it's just you're running around the sand. And it's like, no, the way they break that down is that like one of the stages in, is in Mos Eisley and it's like tight knit and it's chaotic and crazy. And there's that hangar in the middle. But then you go outside and you're like up in the hillside where there's the Jawa sand crawler. And you oh, look yeah, off the Jawa to this, refuge. Yeah. And you look off to the side and there's this like city built into a mountain that you've never seen really. Which and if you play the tutorial, it's like, oh, that's like deep into Beggar's Canyon. Yeah. So like it's creating in your mind like this map of Tatooine mm -hmm. that you've never been able to really piece together. Yeah. And it looks like it's it looks like when I was like when I was in Italy and they would just build houses into the <laughs> yeah. mountains and stuff. How like did that. they get up there? How and did they like, build those? You're like, what is that? That's off in the distance. And I had a couple times like I was actually playing this morning where I was running through a Wampa cave and are there all these skeletons on the floor and I stopped to look down and I'm like, what did that dirty bear eat? And then I got <laughs> shot in the head. <laughs> I saw the smell of that bugs me out that there's no wampas in there. I like, actually uh, I kinda wish there was a mode like just a, a mode where you can just a map exploration mode where you like That'd be great. Model I mean, yeah. yeah, see I kinda thing. wish survival had that. Yeah. Like put Actual yeah. little elements of survival I mean, in it, I mean, like a wampa. We talked about this wall. before yeah. about how cool it would be if it sort of had the like flora and fauna of evolve, yeah. where like there were things on the map that would 
fight anything that comes mm-hmm. near it. Yeah. So it's not it's not a good womp or a bad womp. It's just a womp that'll kill yeah. anything. Yeah. Which I was um I was playing Disney Infinity this weekend, which is really good too. It's so like, good. It's, it's like really way it's, better than anyone thinks it is. Yep. It's like a cool open world RPG. Yeah. If you want a like a yeah, if you want like a, a good Star Wars game that isn't Battlefront, that's really good. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a Hoth part where they're like Go get this 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 guy was putting up sensors and Wampa's got him. Go it's, get him out of this cave. The mission get, is so good. And you got to go rescue him. But then snowtroopers show up. And I was like playing this with with Jen, and she was like, and she's like, she knows what happens in the movie, but she's like, why are there snowtroopers here? We're like rescuing tauntauns and going on like do, like weird. And I'm like, it's dumb. It's a dumb toy yeah. game. It's for babies. <laughs> like, it, but it's I like it. And the Wampas start throwing around snowtroopers, and yep. I'm just like, this is. This is really, really silly. I and like, like they're dealing damage to the Wampa, and they're helping you, yeah. and you finish them off. You kill like the Wampa. That's what I want. I want that, but in, in Battlefront. Yeah. Like I want yeah. that and real I, I big feel and like, loud. I feel like they're getting all the, the top-level stuff out of the way, and I'm really, really hoping that like three, three months from now, six months from now, they're, they get allowed to start being weird. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can hop on a Tauntaun the same way you can hop on a speeder bike, where like you turn a corner in Jabba's Palace, and there's a hero kill where seven Kowaki and lizard monkeys jump on you and pull your eyes <laughs> out. Yeah. You know, so, stuff like that. So you were talking about how, how you guys got to see and pass, and uh, this week EA detailed it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. we got Just some we got some detail here. Um, four expansion packs, early access to the expansions by two weeks, and an exclusive shoot first emote. That's real dumb. Uh huh. Um, I will now, say I will say real quick the the emotes are really stupid. Yeah, so, don't buy those. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't save think, your credits. Buy uh, weapons. I mean, we got we got four for free with with the version we we downloaded. Um, I don't I don't feel like. Calling that for free is something I can do. Also, like I never use it. Doesn't have value. That's the sentiment people have had about a lot of the stuff, and I, you know, I can see why. But there's actual cool stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, So four new heroes, four additional heroes and villains. Not sure who yet. Yeah. Um, If you modes, sixteen new multiplayer (laughs) maps, and over twenty new pieces of galactic tech, including weapons, vehicles, and star cards for both rebels and imperials. And you also get two week early access to each expansion pack. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm still feeling a little bit wonky about having paid 120 bucks for a video game, right? Because what you've paid for is functionally more than half the game after it's done. Yeah, and this is where I start. Like, and I think Battlefront is a great game on its own. Obviously, I gave it an eight. I think it's a great game. I think if you buy it now, you'll get a lot out of it without a season pass. However, the amount of content in that season pass is awesome, and it's kind of the opposite problem we always have. Like. You look at Tomb Raider season pass, and it's like thirty bucks for next to nothing. Yeah, that sucks. This is like fifty bucks for. Don't put new modes in this game. Sixteen's a lot of maps. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's more than half of the game is on this season pass. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one of your complaints in the review, right? Was that there's a lot of, and I know people were giving you hell for this, but there's a lot of modes in the in the game that just aren't that great. Yeah. And your argument was that if they weren't there, this would actually be a better experience because those are splintering people off who would be playing the better modes. They're right? also just like really unfocused, fatty, bloated modes that just don't need to be there. It's like three heroes and three heroes running into each other Which, in a cave is a decent prototype idea but that's something you test and you go like, oh this doesn't work at all this is not fun let's get it out mm-hmm. of here which is weird right like how do you how do you judge how do you basically fault the game for having more than it Options, should have yeah. right like it's always a weird question I mean, that was so, the problem when i review battlefield <clears throat> 4 battlefield 4 for ign uh dan and i argued for hours like actual hours about my score because i wanted to give battlefield a lower score based on the campaign being bad yeah because it was awful but the multiplayer was incredible. And Dan's point, which I eventually came around to agreeing on, is if the best part of the game is a 9, then the game is probably a 9. Because mm-hmm. if that's the mode that people are going to play, like, you can't... Like, yes, you can fault the game for having problems, but, like, looking at the campaign and the, the multiplayer as a package, 
Well, the game is still amazing. The multiplayer is still amazing, and that's if you're going to play it and have that, that's an amazing experience. But note, the campaign's not very good, and you would never play it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's one of those things, like, it's just a constantly ongoing conversation, especially as these games change. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a pretty big insight to how much it costs to make a AAA video game in 2015. Yeah, for that real. That they are charging this much for a season pass, yeah. and that's not to excuse them, but, like, I mean, we are used to games costing 60 bucks at launch, which mm-hmm. is, yep. like, kind of a steal when you look at what goes into them. Kind of a steal? I'd say it's a huge steal in, in 2015. Mm-hmm. The Witcher I mean, giving people 200 hours of content for $60? I mean, I, I, I wasn't... I mean, I was, I, yeah, it was yeah. kind of lukewarm on Fallout, but if you, you pay 60 bucks on that game, you're going to get hundreds of hours of content. Phantom yep. Pain for me, I'm, like, yeah. 60 hours in, and I'm nowhere near done. Yep. That's way more than <clears throat> yeah. any other medium is going to And, get. again, yeah. we're, still, we're still, like, doing that thing where we compare time to value which yeah. is it's, a, yeah, it's a, a little an weird. issue yeah. in itself but like I mean yeah they probably EA probably threw a disgusting amount of money at this and uh you know I'm dying I'm dying to play it at some point so <laughs> so <laughs> uh, cool. looking at crystal ball uh, at these things four additional heroes 16 new multiplayer maps I imagine those are going to be on some different planets yeah uh, and I who, imagine who's on your short list of Kylo heroes? Ren and Finn yeah, Kylo Ren I mean, and Finn are obvious. Like, yeah. I'm sure the first expansion will be a Force Awakens. Exp- you know, I take it back. The second expansion will be a Force Awakens <laughs> yeah. expansion because the first one will be whatever they're working on now, and the second one will be okay. The movie's out. We're finally allowed to touch the Force Awakens. Let's do yeah. it. So this will be when they get in that sort of territory where I mean, and they're already kind of there, but where they can kind of be like, uh, we're just kind of making stuff up as we go, right? Because it doesn't make any narrative sense to have young Han Solo and Kylo Ren facing off against each other on the same battlefield, right? But yeah, but that's kind of fun, but it doesn't matter. It's like, why would the Emperor fight Leia? Why would... He hates that woman. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like, I mean, like, after seeing BB-8 roll around and get it, you know, blown up and stuff like that in the in the TV trailers for the new movie, um, <clears throat> I'd love to see him as a sort of, like, defense mechanism character. Man, that would be great. I mean, that that could come out and basically he could, like, bring you... He could bring you an item inside yeah, of like, he thing. runs around and, like, heals people. I mean, yeah. imagine that's Star 2 or something. As, as one first, I th- I yeah. yeah, I think first we're going to see uh, original trilogy characters. Like, we'll see old Obi-Wan. We'll see maybe Lando. Yeah. Well, you're, Chewie, so, we don't have Chewie yet, right? We don't have Chewie. There is a bowcaster <laughs> in the game. Like, there's a Wookiee bowcaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's not well, a good we were item. talking about that. Like, we, we were talking about the playable characters, which are pretty straightforward and there's a couple of cool alien races once you get real deep into like level 50 stuff level 40 yeah. stuff but um you know the characters like wookies and stuff would be seven and a half feet tall and probably be huge targets yes hope they figure out something there i was yeah. thinking it might even be like they might dip into not prequel era stuff but like between prequel and original clone trilogy wars. stuff like clone wars like ahsoka tano would be a really good mm-hmm. one the yeah. inquisitor from rebels would be a really good one yeah mm-hmm. also they've we've started seeing this with um with some of the action figures but taking like like kanan and making him look realistic mm-hmm. you know as opposed to the rebels blocky look yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, that's cool i i want some i want some kind of b-list c-list characters from the original dengar. trilogy i want dengar is top of my list yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if there awesome. was like a, a rest also, of the bounty hunter pack like yeah. dengar Lost. you can you can yeah. basically pop ahead on uh repainted snowtrooper armor or, like, a, yes. or a fat mummy yeah. from what? Or, or a fat mummy from some cool mummy <laughs> yeah you could just take a grown man and put a diaper on his head his head as a hat and make him look like unhappy and he's he's dengar i think like an, an ig88 busting through a door and just like walking oh, around like the liquid terminator what shooting things that'd be awesome like, a, like even weirder like a wedge antilles red yep. squadron leader like an x-wing hero yeah like yeah. something in the air that would be, be cool. yeah. I think it'd yep. be a pretty lazy kind of like reskin you know to just be yeah. like, oh it's a cooler x-wing but if it's like if it's got <clears throat> Better mobility, new abilities, higher health, whatever, right? Like, there are ways yeah. to make that interesting and terrifying. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to see, like, uh, 
like I'd love to see like some some throwback stuff, Kyle Katarn, Dash Rendar, even if it's just like, hey, here's the Briar pistol from Dark Forces. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, so that's that's what I worry about too. Like, I mean, I, everything's so tight with the story canon now. Like, the, I don't think they can touch that. Like that's that's like that's the thing. Like, obviously, this game is not not canon in terms of like. The Emperor never beat up Leia on Hoth. I mean, they made up some, they made up some new guns, which I thought was, yeah. thought was really, like, kind yeah. of, and I, well, not anticlimactic, but, like, it's weird that, like, at this point, you can kind of count the stuff that is official canon EU, yep. uh, according to Disney post kind of reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they just did kind of glue a bunch of uh, virtual crap to more virtual guns in this in this space, and, like, that we have, like, a Rebel rocket launcher, and yep. there's that weird kind of, like, long-range machine blaster pistol yep. thing, whatever. And it all fits. Like, I think it's all visually totally interesting and appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the general kind of style guide for Star Wars weapons is take something from World War II and yeah. glue camera glue parts to it. rebar yeah. onto it. Yeah. Uh, that's, camera parts I'm, onto I'm into it. it, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's fun. This is obviously something we're going to... We're going to keep experiencing for a, a, a while, at yeah. least the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, at least all, next year, too, is we're, if we're I mean, in the two season weeks past, till so. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, we'll be talking about Star Wars Battlefront a lot. Uh, let us know your experiences with Star Wars Battlefront. Send us an email to beyond at IGN.com, and uh, we will read them on the show. If you ever force-choked anybody or... Hit a hit an emperor in the face. With a, you were about droid. to say hit a woman. The emperor is kind of an old woman. Stop it! Stop it! Actually, here's a literally fun, here's a the fun piece of trivia. The first appearance of the emperor in the, in the Star Wars films in Empire Strikes Back was uh, Rick Baker's wife with a bunch of latex foam stuff glued to her face, and then chimpanzee eyes superimposed over her eyes. All right. So the emperor was first. That little woman. hologram in Empire. Yep, yep, that one that was like, hello, everyone, it's me, the Emperor. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want to get into our, our weird warped brains, Max and I are both reading this really awesome Star Wars costume book in which I read the other day that uh, the character Bib Fortuna was named after a time when George Lucas was feeding his daughter Tuna, and he needed a bib for her. Ne wana wanga, ne jabba no bada. Look, it's the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The world is weird. Yeah, I would believe it or not, that woman became a cage fighter when she grew up. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's a a piece of non-news. I really, I was scratching my head at this one. Uh, We had an article about how Naughty Dog has, quote, at least one more, unquote, game for PS4. But maybe two, but also maybe more. The question, (laughs) I think, was... Is Uncharted 4 the only game you'll be putting out for this console? Like, this this PlayStation-exclusive game that Sony is putting money into, are you going to acknowledge the length of the of the lifespan of the device on which it is appearing? Mm-hmm. No! Like, there's no answer. Like, of course they're going to make another PS4 game, and if they're not, of course they're not going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no, sorry, we're working on three PlayStation 5 projects. Like, no, Sony wants yeah. to sell PS4s right now. Uncharted yeah. 4 isn't even out. I was... But also, Naughty Dog is the studio that put four games on PS3. So, like, yes, they're going to put, you know, they are working on multiple other games right now, just like Uncharted yep. 3, The Last of mm-hmm. Us, and probably Uncharted 4 were all being developed simultaneously. Yep, just like The Last of Us 2, and something else is probably um, in development. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, Naughty Dog has already put four games on PS4. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last-gen's game. There you go. It was just all of their PlayStation yeah. 3 games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, when asked about the studio's plans, Naughty Dog community strategist Arnie Myers told Finder... Finder uh, I would hope we would release a game pretty soon. That's good. Our development cycles aren't too long, and so I have no idea how long this console generation really is going to last. But yeah, there's no doubt it should be in this console generation for sure. 
He continued, I mean, I have no doubt. I don't know what the timelines are, but we have at least one, maybe two games left in this console generation, maybe more. Clearly, we can release a game really late in console generation and do well. Right? What? Like, I, I love what we do here, but sometimes I'm just like, did this need to go? Did we need to have this talk? Did we? Did we? What yeah, did we yeah. learn? We didn't really learn. I anything. could have given you that news story. Yeah. We're in that awesome time in a gener- in a console generation cycle where things are just firing off on all cylinders, yes. right? Everyone's making games. First-party companies are figuring it out. Third-party companies are figuring it out. There's no end in sight. We're not talking about PlayStation 5. We're not like, things we want from the next PlayStation. We're not. We're I, like, d- we're I dread that day, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because that already means that we're, we're pushing the things away and we're moving on to the next thing and then we're, we're going through that whole cycle again. But we are, like, probably early to mid-dead center of a, a console generation right now. I think we have a few more years on either end. Here's um, the thing. And we, things are going well. Not uh, we are just coming up on two years. Yeah, that's two nothing. Two years. That yeah. is nothing. Just this. I think week. we just yeah we just literally had the two year. I think anniversary it'll be next next week. It'll be I think what was it November nineteenth? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. That's a real it's a real good console generation so far. I'm having yeah. a good time. Yeah, it's but it's fun. it's funny also to look two years in the last generation and be like we're getting to that time where. Gears of Gears War, War 1 came Oblivion. out, Uncharted. And if you think like, back then, it's like, okay, that was when things really started to pop off. The last generation was a very slow burn. Yeah. yeah. Very slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what are we comparing it to? There, this is, Last gen was, what, five, fifth generation, if you're counting or something? Uh, yeah. Whatever. I think like, it's like Gen 7 is what EA is, calls it. This yeah. is, uh, like, uh, this is new territory. Mm-hmm. Like, video games are constantly a new thing, and that's awesome and exciting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of unpaved territory, uh, it was the original uh, title for Uncharted, by the way. Yeah, unpaved territory <laughs> about a guy who doesn't like to drive on bumpy roads. No, no touch. So he goes no real slowly. Jungle. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a dog tag spotted in the N7 Day trailer appears to read Rider or Rider, which is this is of course the Mass Effect teaser they put out for Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda. on N7 Day. Um, Reddit user Benelliato, who made the discovery, theorizes... Speaking of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> theorizes the name may be in reference to Sally Ride, the first American woman in space, as Shepard was named after the first American man in space, Alan Shepard. Theory may also shed light on why Johnny Cash's Ghost Riders in the Sky was used in the teaser. Bioware did not address the speculation on the music, but studio director Yannick Roy did acknowledge in a recent tweet there are very it's good reasons... It's pronounced wa. ROI is pronounced wa. French. ROI is... Speaking of France. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, there are very good reasons for that choice of song for the trailer that should become clear later on. Yes, because uh, the game is about space, which is in the sky. Yes, <laughs> great, great point. Um, this seems this seems like pretty pretty well balanced. Here. We yeah. already know a, a decent amount of what about what Andromeda is probably going to be about because they did that same thing where they put out this massive survey where they were like. What would you like to see in Mass Effect 4? Working title. And then it was like... They did <laughs> would you like for, this story? Yeah. They did the same thing for uh, for Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. So everyone already kind of knew everything that that game would be about. Maybe just don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it seems like, uh, you know, to refresh everyone's memory, um, Mass Effect will be like post-Mass um, Effect Relay. And basically it's kind of a frontier again which I really like the I idea think that's of. really exciting like while yeah. Shepard's doing all the big galaxy saving stuff over here you're playing as this like almost archaeologist going out into space like I'm gonna use the relay to go over there and mm-hmm. see what's over there like, I have no idea stuff. what this point is yeah, yeah I love that idea me too yeah, yeah that's really cool I mean just the idea that, there's, that space is this un- unknown thing and it's not just like it's oh, a no, Star Trek game now instead these of Star guys Wars. are trying to come yeah. and invade us we should fight them it's like, yeah well, I really do like that I mean, it's a Star Trek game now instead of a Star Wars game yeah, Ryder. Until they give you the glowy, 
fist knife and you <laughs> shoot things yeah. a whole bunch. <laughs> how do we how do we feel about uh, about Ryder as a name? Uh, this theory is one of those things like you hear it and you're like, oh, come on, man, this is a slam dunk. This yeah. se- this seems super strong. Yeah. Also, like you could I could already imagine like male Ryder, femme Ryder, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. That, that name, male Ryder. Yeah. Male- <laughs> Ryder Strong, star, star of uh, yeah. Wild World, Sean yeah. Hunter. <laughs> he all, he's also in Cabin in the Woods. No, no, Cabin Fever. Cabin the other Fever. Cabin Pancakes. Pancakes. Okay. Um, <laughs> he has a very strange sexual experience. That was a real bad one. No, yeah, I'm, don't I'm do absolutely. That. If that is, if this, if this theory holds true, I'm absolutely playing Mass Effect Andromeda as Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World, and in this case, the boy will meet Galaxy. And he'll meet a lot of worlds. Rider strong. Yeah. Ride or die. Um, yeah. Here's some news. Jade Raymond and Motive working on an AC-style game. Rumor? Shocking. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, expressing their interest last month at expanding into the action genre, EA CFO Blake Jorgensen confirmed the game. It's actually pronounced Jorgensen. Shut up. Get out of here, Marty. Jorg- Speaking of Sweden. <laughs> okay. Confirmed that the company has begun work with Jade Raymond on an Assassin's Creed-style game. They immediately received a cease and desist from Ubisoft, who said, excuse me. Um, no, they didn't. That didn't happen. Uh, we never really operated in the largest genre of gaming, and that's the action genre. That's a really vague genre. They could have said open world. Yeah. Guys, in related news, Sandbox. Brian Altano is going to eat a pizza-style dinner soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've hired uh, Assassin's Creed uh, pioneer Jade Raymond to work on our upcoming game, uh, Bubble Popper Quest, for mobile <laughs> devices. It's yep. a game worth bubbles and popping. It's going to be a hit. Um, yeah. Uh, it's I mean, Peter Moore told me the same thing. Like, when we did the, the big feature about EA two years later, like, he said the same thing, like, yeah, we, and you know, you don't hire Jade for some for anything other than what Jade does best. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, get and this for is a giant gap in our portfolio. You know, games like GTA mm-hmm. and and AC. AC. That's also and I mean, Batman. We've said this, but I mean, EA really hasn't done any open. I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition, kind of. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've yeah, they've they've seriously. I mean, ba- Battlefield has kind of those elements, but it's yeah. a, it's a yeah. shooter. Like Frostbite can clearly handle large yep. open spaces, but it is. Very noticeable that EA hasn't tried to do any of that stuff. Yeah. And, and like that we were, seems to be, and like we were talking about this year, that seems to be like the that is the trend. And in all the games we've been talking about this year, from Metal Gear to Batman to Witcher to Tomb Raider to Tomb Raider to Fallout, like yeah. that is it's what people this is the thing that's not going away. Nope. Bloodborne, even yeah, yeah, Bradburn. What do you think this would be? Like it's I'm. I'm going to go ahead on and go to a limb here. I don't think it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game. No, sure? um, no it'll be a new Murderer's IP. Murderer's Promise, coming soon from Electronic <laughs> Arts. No, it'll be a new IP. Like yeah, That's be, what they're doing is they're helping on Star Wars and then doing a new IP. I hope it's Yarny. Oh, oh man. God. Yarny just running around stabbing fools right yep. in the next. Yep. An yep. open world Yarny game? I love that. Yeah, but you have to follow your yarn back to wherever you go. If you mm-hmm. keep playing forever, it's just like a big red map. You get, you get tangled on some stuff, a car drives by and pulls you back, and you're yeah. stuck, and you yeah. never get to move it. It can be called Yarny Straight Roping It. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? You said Roping on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not going to write it down. We have a segment called The Roping Report. <laughs> you remember that? Jeez. Get it together, guys. All right. Get it together, boys. <laughs> We're almost done with this stupid show that we did. Let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody who listens to this, by the way. We have a really fun time yeah, doing we do. it. And when, you guys, when you guys enjoy it at home, that makes it more fun for us because mm-hmm. we don't read the comments and cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Street Fighter V tutorial mode features young Ken and Ryu. I think that's really cool. Oh, I think it's cool trailer. for a tutorial mode to... 
Sort of to just shake like it up that. a little bit. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's kind of what that's that's the day what... in high school where they found out they both wore the same clothes and <laughs> yeah. they have to fight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I promise you, these character skins will be five dollars a week after watching. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I'll see anything more. USA. About this. The uh, second day of PSX uh, has a giant Street Fighter Five tournament, and I don't know if we're going to see who the last character is or if we're going to see any of this. But that's in a couple weeks. It's terrifying. Cool. Yep. It's real soon. Can't wait to not be here. Yeah, yeah you're going to Canada. Canada? Yeah. For Canada? For <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Um, Fallout 4 sells 1.87 Fallout 4 sells 1.87 million digital copies in 3 days. Holy crazy. Crap. Yes. That's awesome. Also, no one releases digital sales numbers. Yeah, like when you can flaunt that, like you're doing yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh 1.2 million sold on PC. Uh, obviously through Steam. I mean, they did that thing. You go on Reddit and games or whatever, and like the day it comes out, and it's like, hey, here's what everyone's playing. And this happens with Skyrim. This happens with GTA. This happens with, obviously, with Fallout. And it's just everybody's playing this game. Mm-hmm. It's just a game that people play. Uh, I mean, I've heard that it's it runs best on PC. So yeah, yeah, no, it definitely I'd does. Say the menus seem most lot kind twist. of yeah. And then they also that. said that they've uh, shipped 12 million copies since launch. And that's shipped, not sold. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that's nine, ten million sold. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I'm guessing there's not a ton sitting on the shelves especially yeah. not of the you know special edition not a megaton yeah definitely not a megaton <sighs> okay um nukes <laughs> i think that i think that uh goldfarb um wrote this uh persona 4 golden is 990 on sale go buy it you monsters yeah absolutely yes. 990 is on psn it's a big cool. psa yeah. uh for 10 cents can... more you can also get super star wars a super nintendo game that they ported to the PS4 today, yeah. which is yeah. pretty awesome. Not even if you happened. don't want to um, play a game about high schoolers, you can play a game where there is no high school, and so you can just go running off with crazy desert wizards. Have you guys uh, played that game lately? Yeah, Star Wars the game is f-ed up. It's so hard. <laughs> it's really hard. There's you, a, it's you have to finish the first level without dying to proceed. You have three lives, but you don't have checkpoints. You just go back to the beginning. Yep. Yeah. What? Yep. Why? Yeah. Real tough. Because um, you babby, oh. this is that way games used to be. Made. <laughs> I, man, I remember I played that game as a kid. I finished it. Like I remember my dad figuring out that if you shot the TIE Fighters incoming shots, you could delete them and they wouldn't deal damage. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, we did it. We finished the game. How? I don't know. What? I remember watching I think we my were better at games game. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Some people Unlimited just are. patience for yep. punishment. Um, I added a I added a story super late. Uh Uh-oh. this is a story we uh, our our entertainment team uh, interviewed Norman Reedus probably about the Walking Dead, but then we had them ask a real cool Silent Hills question and uh, we got a good answer. Because know, this is the, this is their curse now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone who worked on Silent Hills is going to get pestered by IGN for the rest of her life. Yep. And right, the hills so. will not remain silent <laughs> about this right. dream project. <laughs> we have all questions. of us wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, so he sort of stirs the pot a little bit. Uh, Norman, I love his quote. Norman here. Reedus, obviously from The Walking Dead and the the main dude in Silent Hills, said, uh, "Quote: I'm super bummed that it never, that about what happened back in Japan, uh, but I have faith. I have faith that we, the three of us, can do something else." Uh, he then went on to say, there were so many ideas and cool features happening that were thrown around. I just can't see us not picking this up somewhere. Yeah, um, Merle and Daryl Mer- in a game. What could be better? <laughs> they did that already. Yeah, that really was a real awful. bad game. You played two races. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the idea of the three of these guys just being thrown together as this like ragtag group of renegades that nobody wants to work with. But one day they're going to make a game together. Like That's just so cool to me. Yeah. Um, also, it's probably we've fantasy. Got They're some, probably not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, and that's some cool happen. things that people wrote in. Uh, Edward Hooten 
uh, darn tootin'. Uh, a quick question for you about temporary exclusives. Do you think that with releases of games like Rise of the Tomb Raider as a temporary exclusive on Xbox One, that its eventual re-release will be better, include yep. more content, be more stable, improve graphics, etc., when it eventually releases on PS4? Much like how consoles generally get improved with new SKUs at lower prices, early adopters on investing just to get these con- exclusives early, uh, when they could wait and get a potentially improved version later on. Also, with these releases of games, for example, when Oblivion came to PS3, it had improved graphics and extra content. What do you guys think? Will PS4 owners get the definitive version of Rise of the Tomb Raider? Hell yes. yes absolutely. absolutely. The, absolutely. Cons- the consolation yeah. prize for waiting a year is you will pay $60 for the game that we have paid for over the course of a year yeah. to get the complete version of. Yep. Also, it wouldn't surprise me if like when it came to PS4, if they did another expansion with like more story stuff. Yeah. Like if they do another season pass when the game sure. comes out again. You know what you're going to get? You're going to be getting that Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga is the first DLC. It's the only DLC. It's the only event. DLC for Tomb Raider. Like Baba of... Yaga's a witch, and you go into her den. Wait, really? Okay, yeah, so are, we, are, we, are we in the factual world right now? That is now, the real warped it is, No, it is you finding the witch Baba Yaga, and I think fighting her and stealing her witch goods. I That's happening? It, no, yeah. I think it's I think it's just a tomb. I think, no. <laughs> I think it is one tomb puzzle. Isn't she the, but it's Baba Yaga's tomb. Isn't she the yeah. damn witcher? Is she? Kind of. Maybe. <laughs> There's those weird chicken house ladies. So yeah. Yeah, any, anyway, I think, yeah, 100%. Uh, yep. That being said, if you can find a way to play it now, it's you should. Incredible. Because it's, it's totally really played. great right now, yeah. too. One of the best games in the um, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last week, we talked about, or maybe two weeks ago, I don't know, a million years ago, thousands of years ago, uh, we talked about what it's like um, as a bunch of uh, childless idiots, what it's like raising kids with games. Yeah. What does that mean? We got some uh, great replies. Uh, Josh wrote in to say, my son is four, and aside from educational smartphone tablet games, the first game he was exposed to was Plants vs. Zombies and then Mario Kart 8 because the motion controls made steering much easier for him. He now uses his overconfident little voice to convince me that he has what it takes to play Super Mario Wii U and is obsessed with playing the free drive training in Rocket League. The second he sees me playing a game, now he tells me, I know how to play this game. Let me show you. That's we try awesome. to get him outside to play, this kid too. sounds rad. Yeah. But like that, he enjoys gaming. Thanks for the show, and as always, a hearty beyond to you. Beyond. beyond. Josh, that is adorable. Yeah. You, know, you think you got this little man here? Just take the control. Yeah, infiltrate that outpost and Fulton that man out without getting caught. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because we were talking about like, what do you, what do you wean children on now? Like, what games? Like, it made sense when we were kids. Yeah, I know. Right now, I'm right down I'm my writing, profanity. I'm writing the S word. Stop <laughs> slapping. You just could have called him Code Talker. It would have been fine. Yeah, oh, like Navajo that. Talker. You say it now too. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Paul wrote in to say, last episode you asked gamers with kids to write in about how they introduce their kids to games. I use my classic consoles as an introduction to gaming since 2D is simpler than 3D. And after playing Mario 1 and 3 and playing of iOS games as well, my son is now 4 and plays Mario 3D World as well as some PS4 games like Arkham Knight. Oh, dear Lord. Where he basically just glides around and occasionally punch a bad guy, in quotes. Pretty good. I think doing this has paid off because he enjoys the older games and doesn't mind the graphical difference and is better at games overall. I have friends with older kids than mine that didn't play classic games, and when they come over and try and try, they are really bad and can't even beat the first level of Super Mario Brothers 3. But my four-year-old can. I think it's awesome. These four-year-olds are awesome at games. This is great. great. Yeah. Really I, think there's, I don't know what you guys said last week about this, but I think there's nothing wrong with raising your child and just lying to them and replicating your childhood and saying, the yeah. Super Nintendo is new and this is all you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, we talked about that, but I said it's basically like it's, it, it's like telling your kid that he needs to take a horse to school and that there's no modern medicine <laughs> yet. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a little... It's a little weird to sort of be like, well, these none of these books have been written yet, and history hasn't happened yet, just because well, you're trying to replicate the experience you had growing up, you know? I like the idea that, like, they go to school, like, oh, my friends have a shirt with a thing that says Minecraft on it. You're like, that doesn't exist. Nope. That's well, not no, real. That's not real. See, see, that's the thing, though, is, like, we've got stuff like Minecraft, which really, it looks, it doesn't look like a new game. 
It looks like a big. It looks like a three D, a three D Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Like, it the voxels and stuff are not high tech looking. And you look at something like Angry Birds, and sure, it's like it's anti aliased and it's, it's a bunch, of, but it's a bunch of two D stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's it looks like a Flash game. Uh, and then you have something like, I don't know, you know, give your kid just Mario, like classic stuff. And it's like it. People have been trying to ape that style for the entire time it's existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Shovel Knight. That game came out last year. Yeah. And that's a game that looks like it's trying to be like it came out in 1980. Oh, so what you're saying is you can let your kid play only modern games, but you want to pick the ones that look like old <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you put it, you put an old game in front of your kid, and yeah. just you're like, it doesn't matter. No, I don't. Because there are care. new games that look like those games. Like, it's. I mean, we're we're kind of. I think we're we're appreciating that. Is that the simpler the kind of the interface, the more accessible it is. And also, most children don't know what bad graphics are until they meet one of those people at school. Yes. That tells them about that. Well, Sega Genesis looks yeah. better. Which is Super Nintendo. Which is something they got from their older brother yeah. or something, you know. Like, once they meet their, once they have their first fanboy argument in a cafeteria, which, like, l- literally in sixth grade, we had a Sega versus Nintendo argument that ended with a friend of mine across the entire cafeteria getting hit in the face <laughs> with a carton of milk that was wide open. And his friend stood up with a textbook to try to swat it out of the way and swung at it and missed and hit himself in the Oh, man, I didn't know you went to Neogaf Elementary School. <laughs> this guy was like, Sonic the Hedgehog is the best character in the world. And he stood up, and this kid threw a carton of milk. So it was skim milk too and it went across the whole room and hit this kid in the face and the other guy swung a book to try to hit it and he hit himself in his own fat belly <laughs> gotta go fat free uh, that's fat. console wars to me though that's why like I can't even get mad at the internet right now because it's it's really I've been I've been living I've been in the war my whole life on the front lines Getting hit with milk. <laughs> I like when you if you throw, if you throw milk at somebody, it looks like you shot a replicant in the aliens universe. Just uh, got Ian Holmes sitting on the ground. I've been one mad of those, at you. I've been one of those weird hippies just putting flowers on your rifles and yeah, yeah. Just trying to just trying to just trying to be peaceful. We got one more letter from a, a, a fun, proud man. parent. They're all um, games for fun, man. Russell the wrote in. Boxes, man. Master Chief and Samus are both cool. Stop that. <laughs> Russell wrote in, first time writing you guys. I've been listening for a couple years now. I have a six-year-old boy, and I got my PS3 about a month before he was born. The first game I bought for it was a Sonic Ultimate Collection. My son still loves to play (laughs) Sonic games. (laughs) The first game we ever beat together was Toy Story 3, which uh, is worth noting. That was an avalanche joint. That was kind of the precursor to to the Infinity. Infinity. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the whole toy box mode. People love that. Uh, I actually really enjoyed that playthrough. He did get into Disney Infinity 1.0, but there wasn't enough to hold him for very long, and I couldn't stand playing that game. Dude, play 3. It's awesome. His favorite games currently are basically anything in the lego series his first game that he beat on his own was lego marvel superheroes that was a proud day for me he's since beaten two more lego games and is starting to show interest in minecraft oh they grow up so fast uh i don't really play lego games with him much because i hate the controls and can't invert the camera oh you're old we had a fun (laughs) a lot of fun with the trials fusion and stealth inc Anyway, my plan is to introduce him to some Nintendo stuff next, but he asked me for a Vita for Christmas, so we will see. Ooh. Thanks for putting on a great show every week, especially the drunk E3 episode. <laughs> Russell. That was the only episode that had more swears than this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's still the thing. Anytime anyone brings it up, I'm like, we were allowed to publish that? Yep. That Marty didn't get fired? No, the secret is you put your bosses on it, and you can't yeah, get fired. Yeah. There you go. That guy, so that guy started his child with Sonic the Hedgehog, Yeah. and historically that's usually... People go to jail after that. He started the show with Sonic the Hedgehog. Parents can go to jail on a PS3. That's how you create a villain. (laughs) Was it Sonic 06 or was it the collection? No, he said the collection. Okay, good. Because if you start a kid with Sonic 06, you're picking him up from from a juvenile detention center a year later. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go outside and start punching cars. And you're going to have an interview with the people from Dyfus in your driveway. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sonic 06 <laughs> is an affront. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, Brian, it's time for Rapid Fire. That's Would you right. like to take us away? Where's my damn Rapid paper? Fire, of it's course, the bottom is the of thing this one, the top of this one. We do every week. You can go to the Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And yep. uh, Brian usually calls for questions on there. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of uh, lively folks in there with great memes, chuckles, and jokes. Uh, Sometimes they don't like my jokes. So we got we got one from Brad Griffiths, which I think we covered on before. But what other heroes would you like to see in Battlefront? I think we got a good list so far. I want a job of the hut that falls from the sky. Oh, and, really good. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he just falls out. Bit Fortuna. Yep. Uh, Diego Rodriguez, speaking of the Dominican Republic, says, "What's helping the gaming industry grow the most right now, and what's dragging it down the most?" Deep conversation for a quick seriously one. mobile and mobile. Yeah, man. Yeah. very good Damn. answer. Nailed I mean, it. it's changing the way that we play games, yep. but it's also yep. not how we want to play games. Free to play as well, in the same same breath, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew Santa Maria, speaking of the North Pole, <laughs> what is your favorite? <laughs> speaking of a boat, what is your favorite life memory that is related to a franchise such as PlayStation or Star Wars, like getting your first console, etc.? That's a tough Ooh. one. Yeah. Gaming or let's do Star Wars. What's your what's your what's your favorite Star Wars memory? Uh, it was when I was introduced to Star Wars. I was walking through my living room, whatever I was doing when I was like nine years old. And my dad's watching The Empire Strikes Back. And he's like, you want to watch Star Wars with me? I'm like, man, Star Wars sucks. I had no idea what Star Wars was. Really? Never heard of it in my life. Your dad seems really cool, by the way. My dad's rad. Playing games and yeah. with you. And I would have thrown movies. you out a window. Yeah. And he's like, he basically was like, you idiot. Sit down. Watch this movie. And I watched the like act three of Empire Strikes Back. My life was changed. Wow. Yeah. That's a really that's a really messed up way to get someone into Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> hey, son. Here's a great <laughs> for us. I had a, I had a, so I'm the oldest of three brothers. And I moved to... Uh, New Jersey from Jersey, from one part of New Jersey from Jersey City in New York. Uh, so I was always just like kind of isolated. I hung out with my brother, but that was that was about it. I never had any old, older friends or older brothers or anything like that. So I moved into a house and I met this neighbor named Jeff Braden and his basement was like, he had two older brothers and they were huge Star Wars fans. So he had like a Star Wars arcade cabinet in his, in his, uh, in his basement and he had tons of toys and stuff like that and we would go over and play video games and he was just getting away from action figures so he gave me just a box of Return of the Jedi figures like and I didn't know who any of the characters were. And he was like, oh, it's this movie, Return of the Jedi. you got to go see it. So I went to the video store, and they had two movies for $2. And I, re- I rented A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. And then I went back the next day and got Empire Strikes Back. And I figured out that these things go in order. And one by one, I watched all the Star Wars movies. We kept going back to the video store and renting two out of three of those movies because it was always two movies for $2 for two days. And me and my brother rented Return of the Jedi so many times that we burned the tape out in the video store. Uh but I had all the toys, and they were all, like, the weird deep-cut figures, you know, like... and the Rancor janitor. Yeah, and- like, the Rancor keeper and, you know, like, a bunch of the weird aliens, the yellow guy with the long arms. And I'm just like, who are all these characters? And I would start seeing them popping up in the films. And little by little, like, you know, we would uh, look through magazines and books and figure out, look at pictures and figure out the names of them or make up names for the guys we didn't know. Um, and still that's, do that. I still do that. And that's what got me into Star Wars to begin with. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm still here today. Yeah. I, I, I weirdly have a f- very fond memory of the midnight showing of Revenge of the Sith. Less for the movie and more for, like, it was right when I was getting out of high school. And, like, we went to – there was a couple years span where, like, we saw, like, every cool movie that came out at midnight. Right. Yeah, I, I released, did that like, same thing. Because yeah. you were allowed stuff, to do the, that the now. The Matrix movies. Because your, yeah. your body could stay yeah. up that late. And it was back yeah. when the, it was actually midnight, not the, like, well, it's a 6 it's p.m. show. Yeah. 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 Um, did, you I, wait, did you wait in line? Yeah, we went in line. We went in line, like, six hours. And, like, oh. I just remember yeah. it being awesome. And it was one of those things, like, God, the movie, I was like, it wasn't great. But, like, I'm, I was super jazzed. But it was also, like, the end, right? Like, it was – this is the last Star Wars movie they're ever going to make. 
Yeah, whereas now, like, we're going to get that sensation in less than a month, and it's going to be like, <laughs> this is the first Star Wars Can't movie wait. of the next yep. 40 years. Yeah, um, it's happening. Yeah, I, I totally, I remember, I, I had, like, I had fun seeing episode three in theaters. Um, I was, like, I was second in line. Like, we showed up to the theater, and, like, there was one other person in line. It was, it was this grown man in a Jedi costume, and it was just me and my friend showed up and waited in line behind him, and I was like, anybody cuts in front of you. I'm gonna be real pissed because you deserve to be here in front of the line. <laughs> so you're wearing a and, and then like he was yourself. so like he, he wrote a letter to the the paper afterwards like the next day and he was like I was so pleased with the behavior of this town's teenager. So it's really <laughs> sweet. He's like they were all really lovely and we shared our love of Star Wars together. Um, I don't I don't know if I can pinpoint like my favorite Star Wars moment, but I think it was the summer. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I got into it so much. I think I got. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's kind of this like I was on TV a lot. I was on USA. Um, I was, it was the they started kind of trickling out toys, and I got like a that transforming three PO head like head playset. Yep. Uh, before I'd even seen the cantina scene somehow, but I'd seen nice. a bunch of other chunks of it, and uh, he wasn't allowed in there. Then somehow I just like got sucked in. <laughs> so <completely>. ironic. <laughs> yeah, right. That's really weird. Um, but like I I think it was the summer after fifth grade. Uh, which is a rough time for me. Like I had a, it was like that kind of, you know, go watch Inside Out. It's that like angry, like pre pre adolescent, like eleven year old phase. Uh, and then I got into I got into all the expanded universe and I started reading like Tales of the Bounty Hunters and I was just like just stoked on Boba Fett and just like I was like this is really nerdy, but we're still in that wonderful kind of grace period where no one really cares. Like you're still young enough to get away with kid yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. but you haven't entered that horrible kind of like gauntlet of people being like. I care what you think. And, like, one of my best friends who, like, I had a crush on in, like, in fourth grade, she was really into Star Wars, and we'd both, like, bring her expanded universe stuff to, to school. And then, like, a year later, she, like, fell out of love with it. And then, like, we got back in touch in college, and she's like, yo, that was messed up. Star Wars is awesome. And I was yeah. just like, you know, yeah. everyone kind of comes full circle. And, like, um, Brian, you and I have had, like, a, a just a – a kind of 11-year-old boy renaissance this year. Oh, my God, yeah. I think you guys, so you guys are having the experience that I had a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, I, I listen to this other podcast, the Star Wars podcast called Rebel, Rebel Force Radio. Those guys completely changed my life. Like, their enthusiasm for Star Wars did the same thing that's happening to you right now, where, like, it just lit the fire yep. that it hasn't gone away. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that, that was exactly we, it. Um, it, was, it was walking around Star Wars Celebration with yeah. Max for a few days and well, just we, being like, this was, he, this was in... Just this was Max, huh? You were there too. You were working your ass off. Yeah, we, we were, were just kind of like we starving around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were but, shooting some fun videos. But no, like there. The, the the moment I don't know if we've talked about it on here yet. But like this was so this was so cool. Um, we went there and we were in this this crappy like Motel Eight, oh my and God. we're we're sitting there. And our producer Blair had to take this like we flew in the first thing in the morning. He had to take this wicked hangover hangover dump, and he's just in the in this bathroom with like a super like thin like plywood door. And we're just here like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like hunched over your phone and yes. we're watching that press conference they bring out BB-8 and we're like oh that's cool it's an actual robot that's crazy and we're out there kind of talking about how Star Wars is cool and J.J. Abrams is there and Kathleen Kennedy's wearing a nice jacket and everyone's just like we're like okay show the thing and then they show the trailer Yeah. and the two of us are just hunched over your phone and we're just breathless and then it ends and we're just like like crying yeah. and, just yep. like, and we're just like all of this enthusiasm is just is just like we, this thing we thought was totally screwed up and dead forever has just like kind of resurrected in yep. front of us. And the movie might still suck. There's that chance. The projector might go out in the theater. <laughs> no, the stop showing. saying it. But like we had that moment of just like of just 
pure childlike enthusiasm. Yep. yep. While and our then, producer was taking and then Dom, I was about to say, Blair, Blair over that diary. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> and we're like, tear at toilet flush, and he comes out, and it's just like, ba 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 and we're just like crying and hugging each other, and he's like, hey, what I miss? <laughs> just like, and then we spent the next three days running around. I got a, a tattoo of John Molo concept art for Snaggletooth, who's yep. like the dumbest cantina alien, and I'm just like. And I'm like rooting around in boxes of toys. There's kids next to me, like so holding. I got a Yoda yeah. and stuff like that. Like, that's what I've always appreciated about Star Wars, which I feel like I've always looked for in almost everything I've ever gotten into. Right, w- whether it be video games or or music or whatever. Like, I, I was really into like hip hop in the late '90s and early 2000s. Was that like I really like things that uh, are so incredible, top level. But there's like a couple of threads that you can pull out. That can go for a million miles if you know where to where to grab them. And Star Wars has always had that, right? Where it's like top level, like this is this is really this is really cool. It's very fascinating, very fun, like very adventurous. But if you want to really start digging around in there, like there's so like we're reading costume books now. We're watching making of. Yeah. I'm I'm, re- I'm watching a documentary about about how many people they fit inside Jabba the Hut, which is six. <laughs> you know, a lot <laughs> of the two underneath to hold up his taint, and like it's just weird. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the little people who played Ewoks had, had messed up feet. Yep. And and apparently the custom-made Ewok slippers they gave them were the most comfortable shoes they'd ever worn. Wow. <laughs> Which is really depressing because they're they're like, well, I can't wear these out in my regular life because they're property yeah. of Lucasfilm. And all that stuff is just there <laughs> for the taking feet, now. Yeah. And I, I, if you know where to look and you know where to find it, like, it's really, like, I was watching a thing last night where they was talking about how the sail barge scene from Jabba's Palace took, like, six months to make because a crazy man with a beard and a flannel shirt walked into a desert and said, let's put a boat here. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch uh. of people did. And then they blew it up. And the whole scene took five minutes. It's and they the gave cold open of a movie. A it's crazy. <laughs> and it's all there. And you could walk away from it, or you can just maybe play a level in a new video game. But it's all kind of there. And I love the tickles. Like all, like I love the weird, dark sci-fi of it. I love the goofy art school reject side of it. I love just the, the fun narrative of it. Like All of it is right there for the taking, and it's happening again. And this is a really cool time for that. Yeah. So that's why we paid $120 for Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to can deal with it, it you, can, you can, yeah, I would like to deal with it at some point myself. <laughs> if you've got complaints about anything we said in the last hour and 20 minutes, you can send them to uh, beyond at IGN.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Mitch Dyer, you are M. Dyer. Is that right? Mitchie D. Mitchie D. You're I'm thinking of my email. You're, oh, whoops, my bad. Whatever, Spoilers. Could have guessed that probably. Yep. Mm, Dyer. Circumstances for send, you. Send your questions to us, comments, love, hate, whatever you got. We no, want to read it all. Don't do no, that. you can do whatever you want. We, yeah, but don't we, waste your life. We're growing. Don't yeah. waste your life hating anything. Uh, uh, you, uh, Mitch, where can they catch we you? We spent the first 15 minutes really angry on this show. <laughs> yeah. They're allowed to do the same. Yeah. Mitch, where can they catch you? Uh, go read my Battlefront review. That's live on IGN.com right now. Working on a feature about best stealth levels. Oh, that's live now. That's live today. Uh, you can go read that. Uh, just Mitchie D on Twitter. Yeah. That's it. That's all. You I'm do any podcasting right at all? Overclocked is IGN's PC podcast. I'm also on Unlocked, the Xbox podcast. Trader. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Mitch Trader. Uh, I'm sorry. I like all the platforms. You I also like do Rebel FM, right? Yep. No, oh, you're on a lot of shows. You yeah. can catch me and Brian uh, Thursdays at noon Pacific time on Up at Noon, which is yep. a live thing. We do record it and we put it up after the fact, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty, you also do podcasts unlocked. Yep, I do unlocked yeah. with Mitch. You weasel. I'm a little weasel, a little, yeah. just a little you dirty got rat boy. Any stuff you're working on, you're proud of? Uh, by the time this goes live, I posted my review. It's not a star, uh, PlayStation game, but it's a uh, Star or Mart. <laughs> Take two. What's the Mario Tennis game? Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. There you okay. go. Uh, it's not a very good tennis game. Don't play that Rip. game. Yeah, it's a real bad game. Uh, and then we're in the thick of planning all sorts of PSX stuff. We found out some real la cool la secrets. La. That's going to be a very cool show. Yeah. Nice. Really? Can you tell me? 
Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, not right now. Yeah, we'll turn off that camera. Can you give them a hint right now? PlayStation 5. I'm very excited about something. Uh, really? Yeah, okay. I'd like to point out to everybody that the X is the Roman numeral for 10. It's quite possible that PlayStation 10 <laughs> will be announced at PSX. Just going to throw it out there. Uh, if you've seen the movie The Departed, there are X's all over that movie, and that movie is about people departing. So, Ooh, yeah. Also, DMX there is going to be, be there. There murder yeah, mystery. Yeah, DMX. Shout out to DMX. DMX he's is going to be there. He's going to give it to you? Yeah. Yeah, he's yes. a big fan of uh, podcast <laughs> I wish they did PSX go and give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you'd like to have a great time, <laughs> I highly recommend everybody just go on the computer and type in DMX riding a horse and look at a picture of that man riding a horse because <laughs> it's out there and it's great. Uh, on that note, beyond. Yeah. Beyond. 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 See, you got it. There we are. They start out scared and they come right on home. That's really- Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.